Hello, and welcome to Resident Advisors Exchange. I'm Chloe Lula, your new host. Thank you for being here with us. This week, we have the recording from a collaborative listening party for DJ Perception's latest album, Journey to the Star, hosted by Tamari Records and the Black Artist Database. In this conversation, London-based DJ and radio presenter Helena Starr interviews the artist about his influences in the production process, as well as Tamari Records head Toby Dunn. They also listened to segments of the record. It was released on Tamari in October 2022 and discussed the wider concept and construction with a live audience. There's so many different types of garage music as well. Like you've got underground, you've got commercial, two-step, four-four, ladies' tunes, tunes for the club. So and I like the fact that there's so many different subgenres in one genre. And I like to, I just love it. As you're about to hear, their conversation covers topics ranging from the founding of Tamari Records to the diversity of the garage continuum and the practice of bedroom music production. If you like the sound of all of this, hit the subscribe button to hear all future updates from us. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome everybody to a very, very special listening party for Journey to the Star, which is an album by DJ Perception, and it's on Timary with got Toby here, label head. Um, <laughs> today we're gonna be going through the process and the journey of how this record came to be. Just a bit about how it's gonna run. We're gonna listen to a section of some of the tunes and then we're gonna talk in between them. Please do feel free to raise your hand whenever. We want this to be as interactive as possible. So if you've got any questions, please get involved. But yeah, we've got DJ Perception and T Dunn here. Big up yourselves. Firstly, I just wanna say congratulations Thank on you. the album. Thanks. It's incredible. Thanks. I think that deserves round of applause. Appreciate it. Let's start by talking um, about how the response has been so far. How has it been for the both of you? Well, yeah, for, um, for me, I've had lots of people tagging me in lots of posts and people ringing me up, congratulating me on the album. Mm. I'm very happy with it. And I um, just wanna say thanks to Toby and Alex and everyone else involved for, for their part and everyone supporting the album so far. Yeah, it's been quite, almost quite overwhelming to be honest, because we started this journey, what, like, maybe like a year, year and a half yeah, ago. And it kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of crystallized quite naturally. And, you know, there's all the doom and gloom in the media about like, oh, we're going to recession. Like, you know, no one's <laughs> going to buy anything. But actually kind of, it's turned out quite the opposite. So it's been very kind of rewarding, both emotionally and luckily financially. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so yeah, all good. And before we get into the first track, could you tell us a bit of backstory on how your relationship came to be and how, how you came together to yeah, produce this record, you know? Well, I guess obviously like the first, for those who don't know about the label, Tamari Records, the first release we did was with DJ Perception. And that was in March of 2021, I think it was. Yeah, and we met at the cause. Yeah. Club, yeah. I remember that. And we just kind of like, I don't know, we, it was just a kind of very natural relationship. And we just kind of, I kind of ended up going around Cam's house and he just like showed me some stuff he was working on. And I kind of got to the point where I was just, we're gonna put out another record. And I was just like, we're sat on like kind of 50 tunes here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And it just kind of got to this point where it felt really quite right. Um, and he sent me this one track that was called Journey to the Star. And that's kind of where it 
began, I guess, but you can probably explain more about that tune. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that tune, Journey to the Star, I made it probably about two, three years ago. And um, yeah, it was just one of those tunes that I was just sitting there. So mm. I played it to Toby. Like he said, he really liked the sound of it. And we've gone off of that, that one track and we've, we've named the album after that track. And um, I think yeah, all the other tracks on the album, the way they're put together and the names of the tracks, it really works well with the, the whole yeah. concept. So I yeah. feel like we should, we should listen to cool. Journey to the Star to get us cool. started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it. Do you want to do the honours? Do, yeah. do you know where yeah, exactly it is? Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think that does. That does. <laughs> so Thank you. When did you make this tune? Because you said... I made that one about, probably about three years ago, two, three years ago. Okay. I've got so much that I make tunes all the time. <laughs> I try to make, make a tune every day, like, sometimes too. So. Do, you, do you remember when yeah. you made this track? Do you remember? Um, <laughs> sometimes too. Yeah, you know what? I actually do remember making that one, actually, because I was at my mate's studio around the corner from my house. Mm. I bought my laptop there. And um, he had like a nice workspace, and I just wanted somewhere different to go rather than doing it in my bedroom. So I made that at my mate's studio around the corner from my house. Love it. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's just a vibe. It I just like to create a nice vibe <laughs> every time I make a tune. Something soulful. It could be dark. It could be if it's dark, then it's got to be groovy. And if it's mm. not, then it has to be soulful. That's how I like to work. So. And you chose the name to this one. Yeah, I chose the name to that one. Yeah. What was the name inspired by? Um, the way it sounds, mm. the intro, like when you hear music, it sometimes takes you into a certain place. And then I sometimes have trouble like naming my tunes. 
or I'll name it something, and then by the time I finished, I feel to call it something else. But that one just stayed as Journey to the Star. So. And when you heard that, Toby, is that when you started to create like this concept around it and kind of building the album, or was it listening to a bunch of tunes and going, okay, no, these all these all fit together? I guess it was kind of a bit of both, really. Um, yeah, here, that tune was definitely kind of like I think the penny kind of dropped. I was just like, this is kind of bigger than just kind of releasing like a few tracks on an EP kind mm. of thing. And like I said before, after it, it kind of just came together quite naturally. Like I go to Cam's house and then you get like the night bus back. And then like, on the way back, he'd like send me a tune and I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's sick. And like literally half the tunes from Tamaria A&R on the 36 night bus. I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back from Campbell. Um, and he kind of sent me the tune and I'd be like, yeah, that's sick. And like, or like he'd send me something kind of similar that I'd been working on. Uh, so yeah, I guess both to answer your question really, but a lot of them I guess kind of fit that kind of space vibe. Yeah, yeah. space vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea to have an album, I feel like we're in a time where a lot of things are. Like you want the short, fast, like EPs, couple tracks, yeah. release it like that. What was was there a conscious decision to create an album or to release an album? Um, I'd say that's more more Toby's idea for the album, and I'm 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 a very easygoing guy, and I like the sound of that album as well. I, I love what Toby does and how he does it. It's, it's done properly. So he had my full support and mm. we put the album out and here it is. Yeah, I just think, like I said, there was just, like, honestly, like Cam produc Cam's production is so good. I was like, this needs to be heard in like a real proper format, yeah. not, not just like digested in like, you know, two, three tracks. There's so much there's so much soul and like essence in it that I just like this is this I'm not doing my duty unless I do this like I almost felt like compelled to do it so yeah no but it became a very kind of like symbiotic process we both just mm. um yeah past year year and a half has just been kind of like in deep space <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of Tamari's like ethos though is, are you always looking for artists like perception to kind of create something alongside it's really nice to see like a label and producer coming together to build something you yeah. know instead of you coming separately yeah i think you know what i've never actually thought about that but now you've <laughs> now i'm kind of articulating it that's kind of how I, it works mm. really because i guess i kind of just well we work with people who kind of fit the kind of vibe of the label of what we're trying to do and that and that usually ends up being people who are fairly close to you um so like everyone we've kind of worked with, like High Rise, Josh, like we're all we're literally all just mm. brethren. Um and so it's kind of precipitated in that way. It, it felt very natural to be honest with you. It didn't feel like, oh, you know, this is like the plan, I need to do this yeah. now. It was more just like, no, it's right to do this because like I believe in Cam's work and it's really good and everyone very needs true. to needs to hear it. Love it. <laughs> I, I feel like we should get into the next track. Cool. Um, I've put down Jupiter's Lullaby, but feel free to... Yeah, I like that tune. Yeah? yeah I like that tune. Yeah. Is it the next one? Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's good you like it. <laughs> is, it in, is it in two? Yeah, yeah, it's two discs. Double, double pack, okay. yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, know, I don't know if we're allowed to have favourites. I think that's my favourite one okay, of the record. Do you have a favourite? Do you have um, one? I really like that one. Yeah. I really do like that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> that and um, Journey to the Star is probably my favourite on the album. Mm, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. I like all of them, but there's ones I like more. Yeah. yeah. And is that, is that sax on there? Are you, play, are you playing saxophone? Uh, no, everything's on my computer. I've got my keyboards. Okay. I've got all my sounds on my keyboards, so... No. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like jazz music and soulful music, mm. so when I make music, I like to put that into my, my own tunes. Yeah, talk to so. us about the production of, of the record, some of them, or, or this one specifically. Like you said, okay, tell us about um, your process of Well, that's just mainly like a, a, a nice vibe, like an instrumental vibe. I could have put mm. a vocal on there, but um, vocals are like the last thing I usually do, do to a track. Once I've made the tune, I like to get the drums rolling and everything sounding right. Yeah. But I left that one instrumental because I thought it was just a nice vibe by itself. Mm. And yeah, it's just mainly soul. Like, that's what I make. Like, I make garage music, but soulful garage music, mm. underground. Yeah. That's what I specialize in. So, uh, no, I'm not using no hardware synths. I have got a few hardware synths, but I haven't used any on this album. I really, really do use them because I've got so many sounds on my computer. I just prefer to just keep it moving more for that like, time, timing because it's just longer, plugging everything in and then. When I've got the same sounds on my computer, I can just go through them, so. And I know this is about the record, but I would like to hear a bit about how you actually started. What, making music? Yeah, and how you got into it. I've always wanted to make music. I, I was a DJ before. I've been DJing since I was like 14 years old. Mm. So um, I never thought I'd actually make music, but I knew if I did learn the program that I would make good, good music. So I learned, my mate showed me the basics. And then from there, I made my first tune. And I remember playing it on radio. It was nothing like what I'm making now. It was, I was trying to make garage, but it sounded like house music. So I remember playing my first tune on radio and my, my other friend Richie was there. He's the guy that showed me how to do the basic stuff, mm. like where to get my instruments from. And when I played the tune, people were texting in and ringing up. And then I remember my mate was slapping me on the back going, it's working, it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I just carried on making tunes because I thought, yeah, I can do it. Like, and then yeah. I just, I always say that practice makes perfect. If you keep practicing, you get mm. better and better at whatever you're doing. So, yeah, music's my whole life. That's all I do. I just make music every every other day. I just, yeah, I try to live music every mm. day. And production is what I mainly focus on now. Yeah. I love DJing, but I only DJ if I'm on radio or if I'm playing out. I don't really just have a mix in my bedroom no more. It's mainly making tunes or working on tunes. That's mm. what I love. So. And like you said, it's all digital. It's all through your laptop, pretty much. Yeah, well, for, for my, I've got a Mac Pro, like yeah. a tower. And um, yeah, it's all through that. Amazing. Yeah, I've got a big record collection. So I'll pull out a tune or a couple of tunes and I'll just start sampling hi-hat snares, mm. any sounds that I like. And I've got my, my main sounds, what I use all the time, like my bass. I call it like cam bass. So I know every tune that I make, it's got my, my bass line on there. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's it really. And let's talk about the names. So this one, Jupiter's Lullaby, I feel like it actually fits very yeah, well. Yeah, it does. It's got that ethereal feel to it. Yeah. Um, were you on the names? Were you both on the Toby names? Toby was on this one for the... Toby changed the yeah, name of this one. But what was it, it called initially? What, 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 it was make, it make, was make one, one, make I think, one. Yeah, yeah, make yeah, one. Yeah. Make one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like I said, sometimes when I make the tune, I don't know what to call it, <laughs> so I just call it anything. Like, I call that one make one, and then he took it. <laughs> make <laughs> yeah. one tune, yeah, yeah. yeah just make one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. But yeah, I don't know. It just seemed. Um, 
I don't know, it just seemed to fit. Yeah, to definitely. To, to be honest with you, <laughs> I think it's the whole, like, how the whole thing came together. Mm. It, I kind of just envisioned, like, it as a journey through space, right? Like, yeah. you know, Cam is, like, driving this spaceship <laughs> back to, like, this distant planet, which kind of fits in with the whole Temeri, like, narrative backstory about, you know... Tell us about it. How long have we got? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, Temeri, is, it's a Guyanese Amerindian word, which means petroglyphs, so like rock painting. And uh, these things, I'm of Guyanese heritage, by the way. But, um, and these have been used to like symbolize uh, religious and cultural beliefs for like thousands of years. And they've existed in the jungle for like thousands of years. I mean, I was literally in Guyana two weeks ago, like looking at them. Um, and I was like, rah, this has actually been here for like, I don't know, like 2000 years or something. And it kind of like, I don't know, it kind of symbolized a lot of things that I thought about music. I was like, hang on, these things have been here for so long. Like, you know, before Africans were brought here as slaves, just when it was the indigenous people, before Europeans, etc. And I kind of saw parallels with like how we were with music in London. I was like, we've already always been doing our thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of like the law of it. And that kind of transposed into like a, it got kind of very like futuristic and like, you know, these craftsmen were like uh, painting these things and it was, you know, transporting them to different universes and all this kind of stuff. And so when Cam kind of sent me Journey to the Star, I was just like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> intergalactic crud. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Succinctly intergalactic crud, basically. <laughs> and the next one I want to speak about, which I think is my favourite name, is uh, Space Yardie. <laughs> is, has it been done before, Space Yardie? Has the a Yardie gone to space? <laughs> yeah. They have now, but like, it's <laughs> what was that? That was called Banter, I think, yeah, initially. I think it yeah, you called it just Banter. Yeah. I love these original names, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally remember, I'm glad you raised it, because I remember... <laughs> but, but I remember, I think it was about <laughs> six in the morning you sent me that tune. I, I, literally, I literally just got out of bed and I was just like, what the... I, what I made the that tune in, in my kitchen because I've got an iMac in my kitchen. But I have my, <laughs> my children come over on the weekends, so my, my main studio is in my bedroom. And while they're over on the weekends, they stay in my bedroom. So when it gets late at night and I want to make a tune, I just go to the kitchen. Nice. And that's why I made that track, so... Yeah, I just remember waking up and like playing it off my iPhone and I was just like, what the... F I was just <laughs> like, what is this, bro? <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, it kind of just, we basically ended up like stringing this whole story together and like Jupiter's lullaby was actually kind of uh, a deception. You know, like what's the thing they used to use in Greek mythology, like a siren, mm. you know, when they're just like, there's like mermaids singing on the rocks and okay. the space yardie was actually like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like a pirate ship, you know? Oh, I thought you meant like the siren. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like a pirate ship, so... Okay. And that's kind of how the name yeah. came... It just sounds quite sick as well, do you know what I mean? It's, it's just quite good. like a... It's good, name. It's good, I like it. We, we, let's listen to that yeah, one. Cool. Yeah, it's on the same one. Big up, not man, Zara. Original song from 19, all long man. 
Amazing, amazing track. Thank you, um, thank you. Tell us about the sample on this one, because it's um, very yeah. interesting. The sample on that one, um, I think I got the sample from, from YouTube. I just tapped in like a sound clash, <laughs> and I went through like five or six of them, and I found that one there, and I just recorded it, and then put it into my tune, because mm. I thought it, it sounded right for that tune. So yeah. it's like a dark side type of garage track. So yeah, I just put it on there, and it ended up coming out like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's interesting that because like i my cousins in guyana they run sound system out there and i was with them like two weeks ago and i played them that tune mm. and they'd never heard garage music before oh, but th okay. they knew what that clash was immediately yeah, yeah. they're like okay. oh it's like kilimanjaro clash. okay yeah yeah, yeah. they knew it and <laughs> i was just like yeah, yeah it's just kind of interesting but. and there's something so nice about this album is you really get to hear all of your musical influences and each yeah. track really does differ from yeah, yeah. I, like, I only make garage, like I said. I mm. can't make other music, but I specialise in garage. So mm. I like to do all type of styles of, of garage, not just stick to that like, one. Don't make commercial music, it's just underground. So. But I was going to say, it kind of that track specifically has like a heavy like dubstep, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. Marla-esque sound to it. Yeah. So uh, is someone like that your influence? Like who are your influences or who <sighs> were growing up? My influences, I, I mainly like, like old school house and garage. That's my main influence. So. I say people like Chris Mack, Steve Gurley, mm. the, main, the main players in the garage scene, Tough Jam. And um, yeah, I just put my own, what, what I've been brought up on is that rare groove music and soul. So I put all of that into my own music as well. Mm. So I've got loads of other tracks out there. And if you listen to those as well, you'll hear the rare groove influences. Mm. And yeah, it's just soul. And let's talk about um, other elements of the record because it's not just record there's also a zine that comes with it yeah. too yeah so could you tell us a bit about that toby i see you smirking over there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was, it was you know what it was it was just like um there was just so much that kind of felt 
I guess, kind of left out. I mean, we kind of wanted to leave a lot for like the listener to figure out for themselves, but there are parts of it um, which I kind of felt needed to be, I guess, like, not necessarily documented, but just like, you know, so people could get a gist of like what the actual process was mm. like. Like uh, some of the who just asked the, the question um, has been like filming Cam and his family for like the past seven years and oh we wow. included like, there's a documentary coming out and we included some of the some of the pictures from there and there. Just, just kind of give like a flavor of like into this kind of world. It just, I don't know, I just didn't have enough space on the actual cover. <laughs> so I was like, this needs to go separately. Nice. So, but yeah, we'll have some around afterwards. You can, you can have a look. And who did the artwork? That was Jamil, who does all the artwork. I don't think he's here. No, he was. I can't give him props. But yeah, he, <laughs> did, he, does, he, he did all the, um, the artwork for it. And, yeah. and the next track I want to talk about is Asteroid Field, which I think okay. also has some really interesting samples on it as okay. well. Yeah. But cool. I feel like maybe we should listen to it and then... No problem. Yeah, and then have a go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so talk to us about that track and I, yeah, I think I heard um, some samples Yeah, it's in got there. like a mob deep sample in there. Okay. Um, basically, I made a tune a long time ago with one of my mates called Tyrone and um, it had that sample in there and we lost it. So I just thought I'd make another tune with that sample in there because I really liked what we did before. Yeah. 
And that, that track there is by myself, by the way. So, But the one that I lost was with, with my mate, but okay. um, <laughs> I really liked it. So I, I just had to do another, I had to do another version, so. <laughs> Which, yeah. which bit was the Mob Deep sample? Um, where it goes... Da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> um, I think it's called Give Up The Goods, yeah. I think, yeah. I've done a Wicked remix, a two-step remix before, and I lost it so on an old computer, so I thought I'd do another version, mm. which Toby has got, so... You got another one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be more out on the label as well coming for okay, me, so nice, yeah, nice. loads more to come. And, and sampling is something which you... Yeah, yeah. Very I, when I first started making music, I didn't know I could sample. All I knew was where the instruments were mm -hmm. on a computer. So I was just using those for about two years. And um, my mate showed me that I could sample. And then it was from there, I just kept sampling. And every time I make a tune, I pull out a record, like I say, and then um, yeah. take the bits I want and make a new tune out of it. So I find it it's, it's better because the type of music I make, I like to use what I play to make yeah make a tune with rather than i can start from scratch as well with no that like, with no samples i have done that quite a lot but i have i have more fun making a tune mm. when i sample from a record so yeah. you don't have like um a folder specifically that you you have of samples yeah i've got that as well okay I've as, well, that as but well yeah but i like to just do something new every time i've got so many records tune. in my room yeah find a record yeah, and just then find a record i samples. like take a bit of take a piece out that i like and then chop it up and then new sounds and then make a new song. Nice. Yeah, that's what I prefer to do, so. Um, I want to go on to history. Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Is, is Wizkid here? He's not here at the moment, now. Okay, no. um, I think we should play the tune first. Cool. Or maybe you should talk about, actually, let's talk about the tune first. Yeah, because talk, talk about the yeah. initial version that you sent me, how yeah, it was recorded. I, yeah. yeah, it was and Wizkid, recorded for, um, well, basically, I've got my, my MC friend, his name is MC Wizkid. The original version, it's the same track, but he had to do, the vocals through a micro through a headphones because we didn't have a microphone at the time. I think I let the microphones to my cousin or something like that. And I got this tune rolling on the net and he, he came in and he was like, yeah, let me spit something on this. So, <laughs> and um, you know that tune, God Made Me Funky? I don't yeah. know if, yeah, it's, it's sort of like the same sort of vibe, yes. like the way he's talking on, on the track. So, and like I said, the original one was done, recorded through the headphones as a microphone. Like Velvet, yeah. yeah. and um. I like, I still like the sound of it, but it was a bit muffly. Like when you want to hear it, you couldn't hear the vocals too clearly. Mm. So um, Toby hooked up me and Wizkid to come to Alex's studio, and we redone the track there. Nice. And um, yeah, I like both versions. Like I said, I still like, I like the, the old one and I like the new one. But the this is the new of one. The old one. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the rawness of the old one is still, is still good. But it this is the new version. It's still, still the same track. Nothing's changed about the beat or the bassline or the melodies. Mm. It's just the vocals are a lot clearer now, mm. so. And did he, did he just do it on a whim? Did he just hear the track and go, okay, let me yeah, just Yeah, yeah, well, the original, yeah, we just was in my room, vibes in, just <laughs> chilling, late night, couple of beers, whatever, and then, yeah, he just came in, because he's got, he's, got nice, he's got a good character about him, so yeah. he finds it easy just to talk over music, and he sounded good, so yeah, I was like, yeah, let's just record it, and then it came out. Okay, oh, we've so. got a question over there. Yes, yeah. how you doing, you all right? <laughs> Good, good. <laughs> um, so yeah, the lyrics are sick. Um, did it just like kind of flow out? And it was like one take. Did it take like several takes? Ah, uh, I think it was one take. Knowing Wizkid, like he just comes out with stuff all the time. So I just hit record, let him carry on for like five minutes. I loop up the tune for like <laughs> five to five minutes, whatever, and then just let him talk. Then I'll cut it up and then do my work on whatever, whatever I've got. Mm. So yeah, 
Nice. Nice one. Let's hear it. Thank you. I'm now thinking of uh, God Made Me Funky. Yeah, now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sick. Sure, I mean that. Yeah, yeah. sick. Yeah. Okay, I feel like we should end on a track. So is there any ones cool. that we haven't mentioned so far that you would like to kind of talk about? Um, Highline? I'm easy, like. <laughs> any tune you want to hear? I'll put it on. I like Highline. Highline is a Highline, great, yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I really start, like Highline. Yeah. It starts the record yeah, in such an amazing way as well. Yeah. And I mean, we're ending yeah. with it. It's like quite a, deceiving, yeah. yeah. It's, like a, a, it's sort of got like a, a jungly feel to it, Highline, mm. but it's a garage track. Yeah. So I'll, I'll bang it on for you. It's a bit like a film score. I, I do feel like that listening to this. Yeah. Like, it's very euphoric, like especially starting with Highline. Yeah. It like sets the tone and it's so big. That's probably and one of my favourite tunes on the yeah. EP, Highline. It's, it's great. Let's, let's end yeah. with that one.
Thank you. Thank you. So that that was a lovely way to round it off. But we'll do so another much. another round of applause. But big big thank you to you guys. It's oh, been thank amazing. You. And thank you, Helena. Thank you. Just want to thank everyone for coming and um, thanks for your support as well now on the album. It means a lot. Is it? <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Resident Advisors Exchange with DJ Perception, Tamari Records, and Helena Starr. You can browse our full archive of episodes on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe to the exchange to receive updates from us. And if you love this show, leave us a review and a rating as it helps us get our stories to more ears. We have some new and exciting content coming up. So until next time, take care. <laughs>